Welcome to the Higgins House and my mommy's podcast. <laughs> hey, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Higgins House. I am here with another new mama friend of mine, Melissa. We have recently, we haven't even gotten to officially meet in person yet, but I'm bound and determined it's going to happen soon. But we have the privilege of working together and, and, um, I am learning all kinds of things from her and, um, and I wanted to expand, um, our, our audience and be able to talk to more mamas. As you guys know, our goal is to talk to and reach, uh, 10,000 moms so that you guys can hear just the variety of, of mom journeys and worlds and what that looks like. And so hopefully every mom hears a story that resonates with them. And so Melissa, welcome to the Higgins house. So happy to be here. I'm excited. Um, so tell us, just kind of, I'm going to swap headphones here. Tell us how your whole motherhood journey began. We talk a lot on here about, um, you know, mine, mine started when I got married because my husband has Berkeley, and then we added three to the group, so we kind of have a co-parenting situation. But tell us, tell us about your journey into motherhood. Yeah, I love that you have a Berkeley. I have a Berkeley as well. And, um, but our journey into motherhood, I was kind of the same thing. I was kind of thrown, not thrown into it, like, but we weren't necessarily, uh, expecting yes. uh, our first daughter. So we, uh, were married in November of 2010 and, or I'm sorry, 20 or 2009. And we're married in, uh, in November. And then in December, we sat down at dinner and we were like, okay, we'll talk about, you know, having kids and we said in about a year we would start trying and God had other plans because like a week later I was in the bathroom crying taking a pregnancy oh yes yes I'm familiar with that you know I was like happening (laughs) and um and so uh we were kind of we were of course after the shock wore off we were really excited and our first daughter Isabel was born in August and August of 2010 and um, it was, we were 25 at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Both of us were working before I got pregnant. And then once I had Isabel, I still was like, I, I'll go back to work, you mm-hmm. know. And um, then I had her and I toured some daycares. And I was like, we never yep. <laughs> and I, home. I remember crying to that son again, being like, I, I will eat ramen if we have yeah. to. Whatever we have to do, I, I don't, I don't want to miss these a little time. So we did, we sacrificed. That's worked really hard. Um, we we did. I mean, we just ran things really tightly, mm-hmm. and the Lord provided, and so it was it was really cool. But I I remember we uh, go to we still go to our local church, and it's an incredible church, and they have a really strong ministry for foster care and adoption. Mm-hmm. And I remember our pastor kind of talking about foster care and adoption. We kind of had the mindset of like, yeah, we'll have quote unquote our own kids, mm-hmm. um, and then then we'll we'll foster or adopt um which i say quote unquote our own kids because that that is said a lot and in mm-hmm, the adoption yes. world, I, I, I hate that term so i'm always like let's i said it as well but let's not say that yes yeah my, my adopted kids are also my own kids. that's what we'll see and, and i even do did that in the beginning with berkeley because i was adamantly trying i wanted really to make sure that everybody on all sides knew like i know my place here um, I'm not replacing a parent. I'm not, you know, that kind of thing. And so I kind of, right. it's, it's different obviously, but it's kind of the same thing that it's like, I don't have 
three kids and Berkeley. I have four children. And la- and when right. she, and when she's here, I have four all the time. And when she's not, I have three and, and one over here. Like, you know, so right. I get that very right. much. <laughs> yes. And so it's like, it's just certain language and especially around kids, you know, like if Berkeley were to hear you say, oh yeah, I have three kids and that's my husband. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> how that works. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so we, we were at church and um, I was volunteering in this special needs room mm-hmm. and it was a little tiny room. They only had a couple kids in there and um, and I was sitting in there and then all of a sudden they brought in this little girl and she was adorable and she was kind of upset and here she was, she was crying. And so I took her in my arms and I sat with her and as I did, she started calming down. And when she looked up at me, I it was the most like hit me in my gut thing to her little eyes looked just like my daughter Izzy. Mm. These brown little eyes, but she had this blonde hair that looked a lot like my sister-in-law's. And I just felt the Lord pressing on me that like, hey, I love her just like you love Izzy, mm-hmm. your daughter. And um, and so I was like, oh, wow. Like, that's, I don't know why that hit me or whatever. And then one of the um, teachers came in and they're like, well, she's, the little girl was not special needs. She didn't need to be in a special needs room. They just brought her in there because she was so upset. And so they came and they, the foster mom came back and she was like, she has been crying all night. I don't know what she did, but she finally stopped. But she stopped. (laughs) Yeah. And so then I was just like, I don't know either. And I just really, really felt like the Lord pressing on me that like our family will grow through adoption. That Mm -hmm. will be our next route because she was a foster daughter and because she was upset and because whatever it was, it just hit me. And so I remember getting back in Dustin's truck after we got done and he was like, how is, you know, how is serving or whatever? And I was like, it was terrible. (laughs) I prayed that stupid prayer of Lord break my heart, will break yours, and He did. And He did. And he listened. <laughs> he did what He said He would. Dang it! Like, <laughs> hey man, he's, always, he's always doing what He said He's gonna do. And um, and I said, and my heart is broken, and we're gonna grow our family through uh, adoption. And Dustin was like, what? Like, I thought we were just gonna go out to work, some brunch. I did not expect this. Um. So being the sweet man that he is, I was just like, well, just pray about it. Just, mm-hmm. you know, you pray about it. And so then I kind of like released it on that on, you know, I, I meet a lot of women that are like, I'm on board, but my husband is it. And yeah. the husband has to be on board. He's the head. It's got, now, yeah. He's got to be on board. And so I was like, I just pray for him, pray for their heart, you know, and I did the same prayer that I did for my own self. And I was like, Lord, break, break his heart. You've got to be the one that decides this. And um, it was about a month later that he was just like, you're right. I've been praying about it. You're right. This is how we're going to grow our family. Mm. And so we did some foster care. We had a, a, several placements come in and come out of our household, which was traumatic and hard mm-hmm. and all the things. But we were kind of just going through it. And then we really um, felt like, you know what, sometimes with foster care, you know, you can help the child. But a lot of times, like, the parents are hurting. The mm. biological parents are the ones. And you don't really get a lot of opportunity to talk to them they're generally I don't know the percentage anymore but it's generally when parents have kids in foster care they were also probably a product Mm -hmm. of foster care and so it's a generational thing and um and so we were like we found out about this organization in Tulsa called crisis pregnancy outreach and um and what they do is they partner with uh pregnant moms Mm -hmm. that are either thinking about placing or thinking about parenting and you minister with them you walk alongside with them and you just kind of um, if they decide to parent, you get to be a mentor with them. You get to help them, take them to doctor's appointments, all mm-hmm. that. Or if you, they decide to place, um, they get to choose a family of books that, you know, you submit mm-hmm. and they choose a family and the same things, uh, you get to walk through that. So we, we put our book in 
and, and they told us, you know, it'll be a long wait. It'll probably mm-hmm. be at least a year. Um, we got a call like two days later. And Dustin, of course, is in Germany for work. So we are on totally in, in the So you're in like two different day times also. Like, <laughs> like it's Monday for you <laughs> and Tuesday like, for him. Like, Yes. And I remember like emailing him like, as soon as you get this, I don't care if it's the middle of the night, call me. Non-emergent, but pretty emergent. Mm-hmm. You know? And, Everybody's uh, okay, and call but call me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't be alarmed, but this is alarming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I remember he called me and I told him and we were elated and so excited. And we met um, Berkeley's birth mom when she was 17 weeks pregnant. We got to walk alongside her as um, she had carried out her pregnancy. We did the doctor's appointments. It was a really, really beautiful time for us. Um, and then Berkeley was born. And she had some, some, she was not a healthy baby at first. Mm. Um, she was very sick. She was underweight. You know, we were, we, we were, of course, stressed um, with it all. And um, we actually, she had to, she, we left the hospital and then we had to be readmitted into the NICU because she was just really, really sick. Mm. And um, she had some, she was definitely exposed to drugs. And I say that, I, I say that with like, privacy a little bit oh absolutely entire story but also if somebody is dealing with that and somebody has gone through that I also want to be the person that's like Berkeley is perfect and whole mm-hmm. and hilarious and you would have no idea she is an overcomer and like it's not that scary mm-hmm. I mean it is scary when you're walking through for absolutely sure, but like, there, there's so much goodness on the other side um and so don't be scared keep your head down be praying and uh ask for a lot of help I wish that I would have done that um in my motherhood journey early on mm. people want to help they just don't know how and mm-hmm. uh, help help them be like you know what today is a real rough day my kids are screaming i'm can you come and sit with them for two hours so i can go to the coffee shop and just mm-hmm. sit or i can go like i'm sitting in my car right now in peace and we as moms know that sometimes a good car sit is Ooh, like yeah. a real therapy thing <laughs> We were just talking in another episode about like, if your kid is screaming in the, you know, in aisle two of Target or whatever, can I, like, I will sit there with you. I will get you a coffee. We will have a cake pop together. Like I'm here for it. Like we will sit here together because it it's, I don't know at what point in, honestly, I, I really think it was when social media came, but that we started pointing fingers and not supporting each other as women and moms and saying, Oh, that whatever that child's doing is because of you. It, 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 you know, you're not doing something or whatever. I don't know at what point we stopped saying, Oh my gosh, that looks so hard. How can I help you? But I really wish our world would pivot back because it it is, you know, you walk around the store and you think that looks so hard. And then it's like, but what even happened just for her to get here? Like, were they screaming on the way here? Did somebody wake up from the nap early? Did they, you know, there's just so many factors that I, I hate that as moms now, they're so often we stopped supporting each other and started pointing fingers instead. And yeah. I'm, that's, yeah. that's one of the big things that we talk about here is like, go love another mom. Like <laughs> go find yeah. a mommy that looks like she could use a hug and do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, or just, handing out like a, a gift card for coffee mm-hmm. you know say, girl I see ya we are in the trenches too mm-hmm. you know and or I have been there I have been in the middle of aisle two of Target when they've thrown a pickle jar and yeah. screamed and trying to hit one another and hit me and it's like what do I do mm-hmm. you know you're kind of paralyzed and you do you know of course you feel like a terrible mom 
But really, most moms, I would think, look around and they're like, mm, been there. Yeah. Tell them, I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. Mm-hmm. And I remember a lady told me when Izzy was a newborn and she was crying through the aisles of Walmart and I was stressed out, you know, like sweat yes. down my back. She won't stop crying. She won't stop crying. And she was little bitty. And uh, this little older lady came up to me and she was like, I want you to know that I know that sounds stressing you out. But for somebody like me, who her, her kids are grown and gone, she's like, that sounded so beautiful to me. It's like, it's such life and just a different perspective yes and I was like I'm going to remember that at some point I know people always say you're going to miss this but at some point you know you really will and so when you're going through the aisles of you know Target your kids are being crazy just to be like we're going to be okay this is Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things it's not that big of a deal you know yeah and if people hate on me in their minds and I'm like well you don't know me (laughs) that's fine (laughs) I probably won't ever see you again it's fine So you, so y'all went through the, um, my happy juice. I don't know. Sorry. Berkeley, my Berkeley was going to bring me my happy juice because I made it and then I don't know where I said it. Is it over there? I came downstairs somewhere. There it is right in front of me. Thank you, Berkeley. (laughs) See what happens when I don't drink my happy juice. Okay. Back to it. So she was born, uh, y'all were, and y'all had to go back into the NICU. So now you, so Berkeley is second, right? So now now y'all have two. Yes, she was our second daughter. Mm -hmm. And so we were back in the NICU for a couple weeks. And then she had um, a few surgeries after that. I mean, it was, it it was, it it was a tough time for Mm. about a year. Um, And then after that, she's been great. She's actually our healthiest kid ever. Mm. I mean, no ear infections, nothing. Like she is. She Don't is you love awesome. that? <laughs> love it. And um, and so we're we're kind of out of the weeds a little bit. And she it was around when she was three that I was like, I think we we I want to like go through foster care again. I let mm. let's just do that. And I said, let's not do adoption. Let's just say no, we're strictly foster care. And so. We're like, well, since we don't have a boy, and it can be easier, let's just say we'll take a boy, because you get to specify everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we'll take a boy two and under, and that'll be easy for our family. Then there's no, you know, Massive and gaps, no. and yeah. Yeah, and so we're like, that's perfect. And uh, we got a few calls, and of course, I will say with foster care, you really do have to set really hard boundaries, because mm. you're going to get, like we said, just one child is all we can handle right now. And we will get calls for, like, a sibling set of five. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's, you know, and then you feel terrible being like, we can't yes. do that. But, like, you can do that, you know? Yes. So if you're going through foster care to, like, really set hard boundaries, even when it's hard, you want to help everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that at, not at the demise or the hurt of your own family and mm-hmm. your own mental health and wellness. So we said, nope, just a boy, two and under. Um, then we got an email, and it was like, hey, there's a little girl. She's three and a half. Grandma's coming to get her, but she's in a different state. Grandma's in a different state. She just has to file some paperwork, and then um, she'll get her on Monday. Can she just come to your house for the weekend? And we're like, yes, of course. Great. um, Yeah, like we asked for a boy two and under, but this little girl was three and a half. So uh, she was right in the middle of Izzy and Berkeley. So she's Mm. she's nine months older than Berkeley. Um, She stayed with us the weekend, and the weekend now turned into she is an 11-year-old girl that we have adopted. (laughs) You see how that worked out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She was home with us, and there was a bunch of things that happened, and Mm. um, for it wasn't safe for her to go home. And we were still kind of like praying about, you know, if this is if this is 
us, there are other other families that are just strictly wanting to adopt. So we're like, we don't know if that's our route. But after a lot of prayers and consideration and talking to her social worker, they were like, she has been in and out of foster care. And this is the first home where she's ever called them mom and dad. Mm. She's home. And so we were like, she's home. And so we uh, fostered her for about a year and a half before we finalized. Mm. And in that time, <laughs> we finalized her adoption a uh, less than two weeks before I gave birth to my son, Boston. <laughs> so <laughs> so to say that the schedule of these things is really wonky. <laughs> I know. So it is kind of like, wow. So what is the uh, age What is the age gap of all of them or their so ages in general? Of- so Izzy, our oldest, is 12. Uh, Aisley is 11. Berkeley is 10. Boston is 6. <laughs> How many times do people look at you like, are you crazy? Like, <laughs> Well, and it's crazy too because when they're little, Berkeley and Aisley, since they're only nine months apart, mm-hmm. um, they are, we call them Irish twins, and they would tell people they're twins. But uh, if you don't know Aisley, <laughs> if you look at pictures, Aisley is African-American. And so they will go to people. It really throws people off, doesn't it? <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, and so they're yeah they're nine months apart or ten months apart and um, but it worked out. So a lot of times in adoption and foster care, they say don't do it out of birth order. Birth birth order meaning mm. your oldest needs to say your oldest, your middle should say your middle, your youngest mm-hmm. should say your youngest, that kind of thing. Well, it worked out for us perfectly because it didn't. It did disrupt the birth order, but honestly, Berkeley was born to be kind of taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and it's like out of order, but so close that it's, you know, it's not like 12 and one, like (laughs) that's one of our, like Berkeley is 13 now. And then our first Tyler and I together is five. So it, when, when he was born, it was almost perfect because it was like, okay, well, she doesn't like walk around the house holding the newborn, but she knows like, you know, you don't just fling him around. He doesn't get little things. He, you know, but now that she's a teenager, we have this like. He's so super annoying to her (laughs) and she's 13. And so she has to like shift her mindset because we go 13, five, Benjamin will be three in October and Lainey Kate is one, like 18 or almost 18 months. So it's like poor Berkeley when she comes to visit, there's a big old gap there of like, she's an only child at home with mom and mom and mom said, and I, I told her, her mom, I said, she probably gets a breather when she leaves my house and comes to your house because she like sleeps. Nobody wakes her up at six yeah. a.m. Like <laughs> she makes her own meals. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. but yes, I the the age gap I'm sure is it worked out well for y'all because they're all so tight. Or is that yeah, was that well, better or worse? Like, <laughs> so I always think that I always say like my youngest daughter Berkeley because it's like I almost think of two groups like mm. the older girls and then Boston and then we have Tennessee who's our youngest too. Mm. So. Um, yeah, Boston, he was born, yeah, a couple weeks after we finalized on Ainsley, and that was awesome. Um, that made us four, and we, we for sure thought we were done. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, I mean, yeah, we were like, I mean, obviously we hadn't done anything permanent, but we right. were like, no, we're pretty much done. And um, I'm living, so I'm living that life right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm fearful for what you're about to say next. <laughs> well. Because what I comes next? <laughs> I mean, I was like going to. Boston Marathon. I was going to run it with my sister. I really, like, really wanted to run it hard. We were in good shape. And on one of these runs that we were running, a long run, 
um, I all of a sudden, I was like, I'm not feeling good. And right at the end, like the last mile, I just threw up. Mm. And I was like, well, that was weird. That, you know, the run wasn't hard enough for me to do that. I was mm-hmm. just like, this is weird. And so I was like, maybe I'm probably too tired, probably dehydrated. And then I went home and I still just wasn't recovering very well. So on a whim, like I took a pregnancy test, threw it on the toilet, and then got in the shower. I'm like, man, I'll just check that one off the box. Yeah, you know? <laughs> cross it off. <laughs> yeah. And Dustin had gone to take the kids to school, and I was like, okay. And then I got out of the shower, dried off, literally not in a hurry to even check it. I was like, it's not, but, you know, whatever. And then I look, and it's, like, bright positive. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is my biggest current nightmare right now, I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, no. And, uh, and so I came home and told Dustin, and he was just a shock. I, I wish I would have. I videoed it. I had Boston to him because I couldn't even say the word. I was oh, like, yeah. oh my God. So I had him hand it to him and Dustin like looks at it and stares at me and then I stopped videoing and I wish I would have because he says, how did this happen? And I was like, you were there. You were there. You don't remember? Like, so Tyler like, jokes all the um, time. He's like, we could just have another one. And I'm like, if I were to be pregnant right now, you would have to take me to the hospital because I would hyperventilate, possibly pass out and have a full-fledged panic attack. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not prepared. <laughs> is, there, is there something about it that's like, like going from four kids, is like, wow, that's a lot of kids. Five, I could ask, what religion are you guys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and you you know what's so funny about that is, so we get married, and my my parents were in ministry growing up. So when we got married, you know, or when we started dating, and it was like, hey, I'm dating this guy. He has a daughter. He's, you know, and they they had a little back history um, because we all went to the same church, so like they knew. So it wasn't like just bringing this random guy home and being like, oh, by the way, he's divorced and has a child. Like, you know. But, but so they had some privy. So you get married and out the gate, like literally we always joke, we went to the hotel after the wedding and then Berkeley was in our hotel room the next morning because she also stayed in the hotel with Mimi, you know, down the way. And so it was like, so then bam, family done, you know, here we go. And then Zane came before we even, or I was pregnant before we even celebrated our first anniversary, which kind of had me in a full fledged panic. And now, in October, we will celebrate six years of marriage. And we have together five, three, <laughs> almost 18 months. And so that's, I'm like, oh, my gosh, adding another one. Tyler's like, would anybody notice? And my parent people always are like, okay, but have you done anything? Like, you say you're done, but have you, have you made it permanent yet? And I'm like, no, we haven't. If it happens, it happens. But, dear Lord, if you could just wait a few years, that'd be great. Like. <laughs> If you're gonna make it happen, if you could give me a little, little extra leeway, that'd be that'd be beautiful. (laughs) But it's the same way. Like with Zane, I was in a panic just because I had never had a child. Like I just was in panic. We weren't, you know, it wasn't like it was a bad time or it was just like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have a baby. And then there was a good gap between like Benjamin just, you know, there was just time and everything was good and you know doing all the things. And then I joked religiously three to five business years after Benjamin. That's what I would tell all my friends. We're not having another baby for three to five business years. And then 18 or let's see, 19 months later, Lainey Kate arrived. 
And now I'm like, uh, maybe not even three to five business. Like maybe we're, we're retired. Like maybe that's it. Like, and so we always, I always tell him, I'm like not ready for the permanent shutdown. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't, I think I would have a full fledged panic attack if I took a shower and got out and saw that. Like, And that's how I was with Penny is I was like, I'm not ready to like really close the door, but we're pretty close. Mm-hmm. Like we're pretty close. And then it's cracked I, shut. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, right after he was born, he, he got a vasectomy and we were like, not shutting it down. My friends were like, nurses are like, you know how many vasectomy days you yes. delivered? I'm like, I just want to know. Yeah. I don't want to know. My sister is a, uh, she was a labor and delivery nurse for years. Now she's a nurse practitioner at a pediatrician's office. And when we talk about it, she's like, these are the rules. You have to follow the rules. Here we go. Yeah. We know, we know you can have children. So please follow the rules. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, duly noted when this happens, we will follow the rules. But so all together, y'all have four, right? Five. We have five. five. Oh yes. Uh-huh. Five. Okay. So, um, and so, so tell me, what's that? Do y'all homeschool or public school? I don't remember. We for a while, and we just sent them back to regular school. Gotcha. What, whatever we want to call it nowadays. Um, yeah. And so what does that look like for y'all with, with schooling? And I know, like, obviously, um, you know, work and school, we kind of, I always talk about working moms, stay-at-home moms, which I, I don't care who you are. I still think that's considered a working mom. Um, but all, all yeah. the things... What does that look like for y'all? Just a, a day of five kids and running crazy and doing all the things. And how does that affect you as mom and, and obviously you and husband as a team, but in your mental health and and how you guys kind of keep up with the, the chaos, as I call it? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it really is kind of just hurting cats a lot of times. Um, I am big on routines because I mm-hmm. feel like that is where we get some sense of control, yes. you know, but as and I like things run well, but of course five kids, but that's never yes. going to happen. As much as I'd be like, we are up at seven and breath <laughs> and all the things. It's, it's a lot of craziness. Um, we do have uh, some animals and pigs and chickens mm-hmm. and donkeys and dogs and cats. And we have them make sure that they get up and they're taking care of their chores. And so that's been really nice. But for my husband and I, what we've really, come to understand is the importance of us kind of putting ourselves first and mm-hmm. as parents sometimes you can you can kind of let yourself slack and I say yes. putting yourself first is you have to like do stuff that you're going to be okay with the rest of the day that you're, I, you're yeah that's something and I always say you I can't fill their cup if mine's empty that's like I yeah. can't I can't take care of my babies if I'm not taken care of there comes a point that I have yeah. to make sure I am fueled and have eaten and and have taken time in the word and have done all the things for me and for my heart and for my mind, because if I leave myself out at some point, I will crash. And then I can't, I can't do those things for them. And then it's like, you see, they get to see the like stressed out, exhausted part of you. And I, I, for me, I knew that I love to run. Mm -hmm. And so that was like my time away. It's like, you know, an hour or whatever I'm away, but even like, when the kids were super little and I would take them on a stroller ride mm-hmm. and, you know, and I would run or whatever and get a good workout in, I would still come home and still be kind of, I would feel better for sure, but yes. still a little stressed because you know, when you're running, it you're wasn't walking, the break. No, is there throwing stuff? And yeah. I remember one time I went for a short run and Austin threw out his baby that he loved and I had to trail back and it ended up being like 10 miles. <laughs> I had to go all the way back to get it. 
And I was like, that was the least, like, that it was, was the least peaceful time. moment that we could have had. <laughs> and so a lot of times if there's days like that. I just know, like, if my husband's been working all day or whatever, it's like, hey, I need 20 minutes to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And I will either, if I want to listen to a podcast, a lot of times I just do it in quiet. Quiet, yeah. And I try to wake up before the kids um, because I don't like being, you know, woken up with like, can I have this and this? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mom needs some time. So I really try to do my quiet time first. Um, and then kind of just making sure that I'm getting in a good workout or getting in time alone. Mm-hmm. I like, I, I, I like and refilled up by time alone. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have to figure that out. I know a lot of people love to go out with girlfriends, which I do that too, but I wouldn't say that refreshes me as much as mm-hmm. just being alone in my, in my time. And I think as, as women, especially as moms, we have to be really honest with ourselves on what that looks like, mm-hmm. you know? I just recently and, tried to start, tried, I say tried to start getting up before the kids um, and, you know, just walk. I am not a runner, but I will walk. Um, and so, and trying to go and walk. And the first day, Tyler, Tyler is a farmer. So he's been leaving about 530 every morning. And so I'm, I'm not going before he does. But since Berkeley's here, it's like, okay, I'm going to put the baby monitor in your room. You'll hear them, you know. And so I get up, Tyler got up, and I thought, okay, it's 6 o'clock. Like, the sun's starting to rise. I'm going to go walk. It'll be, I'm going to turn on Bluey just in case somebody wakes up, and then at least it's there, you know. (laughs) And I'm, like, all prepared. And then I put my shoes on, and I walk out, and Zane's like, good morning, Mom. And I'm like, hey, bud. (laughs) And he said, I said, Mom's going to go on a walk. Do you want to, you know, stay here and watch Bluey? Berkeley's here. No, I'm good. I can go with you. And I'm like. Oh, okay. It's not inconvenient for you. Great. Okay. Go get your shoes. Yeah. And so I had to like, it was like, okay, whatever. So we go and we're walking and, uh, my mom and my sister and I use Marco Polo a lot and we oh, all yeah. talk, you know, so I pull it up and I'm like, okay, I'm on my morning walk. And, and I'm like, and look who's with me. And he's like, Hey. And then the next thing he says is it's really quiet out here. And my sister got so cracked up because she was like, all I could think was that's probably why your mom wanted to go on this walk in the first place. Like the loudest thing out here is that little Tweety bird happening. Like, and then the whole way, but so I had my mindset. It was like, okay, well this was pointless. Like, you know, I, it was kind of, I was in the negative land and then we turned around to head back towards the direction of the house and the sun was coming up and Zane was like, mom, look at all the blues and the pinks and it's so pretty. And God painted such a pretty picture for us to walk home to. And I was like, okay, Jesus, I hear you. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. be, you have this time. Cause he's going to go to kindergarten this year. And so yeah. it's like, even like, it is so, so important that we take time for ourselves. But then even on the flip side, I think when we try to take time for ourselves and we don't get it, then sometimes I at least will, will kind of harp on that and be like, I never get time for myself. And it's like, but I also had all these special moments like what you were talking about that I can miss because it's like I get my hyper, my ADHD brain hyper focuses on one thing instead of the bigger picture. And so that's what right. when I, my sister is pregnant with their first and that's what I always tell her is I'm like, one, don't forget to have time for yourself, but also don't beat yourself up when you miss it and yeah. look for and look for what you like. Yeah, you maybe missed it, but what did you get when you missed it? Like I got a special just me and Zane time, which doesn't happen very often because he has needy siblings. (laughs) So, but, um, because I'm sure he, like, he didn't probably want to go for a walk, but he wants one-on-one time with mom. mm -hmm. And I think that that's really sweet. 
He was looking for lizards. That's what he told me. He was going to go look for lizards. And I was like, okay. He's so Zane, Zane is ADHD. And then, um, Benjamin has a pretty significant speech. I don't know that it's delay anymore. I think we were, we're caught up, but now it's articulation and you just can't understand anything that hardly comes out of his mouth. And yeah. then Lainey Kate is just still little, you know, so the whole, you were talking about routines. That's what with, with me and Zane, both being ADHD, that's, we like live off of visual schedules and checklists and sticky notes and mm-hmm. all the things. And so sometimes I have to really remind myself, like, he's good. He, he got a walk in and he moved his body too. And, you yeah. know, while he may be one of the hardest because he, he's like me, he never stops talking. <laughs> and now I have a podcast, so, you know, it worked out great, <laughs> but he, I mean, he did, he talked the entire way. The entire walk, the whole mile, almost mile and a half, he talked about anything. The car that passed by, the lizard he thought he saw, the sky, the tree, the bird. The <laughs> and yeah. so it was like, but then I had to remind myself, I was like, okay, but he sees everything. Like some kids go outside and they don't, they're just there. They don't want to be there. And he sees everything. So f- kind of flipping it. And I was going to ask you, I heard a, a line in a podcast the other day that was like, Take the hardest thing, characteristic or whatever you want to call it, about your child and how can you flip it and make it like their greatest asset. So like I had to, I did it with the kids the other day and it was like, okay, so Zane's, Zane's hyperactivity and constant movement and, and talkativeness is really hard for me sometimes because sometimes my brain just needs it to stop. And, but I think he's going to present something one day. He's going to be a speaker He's going to preach. He's going to do something that, you know, runs is just incredible. And then Benjamin, who I think is his favorite word is no. I mean, he's also two (laughs) about to be three. So, you know, but he is so crafty and creative, which um, currently is getting him in a lot of trouble. But but one day I'm like, okay, but what is he going to build one day? Like and so that's what have you ever thought about your kids that that way? Yeah, I think yeah. it's so, so fun. Not, it's such a flip in the in the mindset. Yes, and um, so like with Aisley, uh, we always the thing the statement. If she were here, I could say, "What is the statement that we say?" <laughs> everyone says to you, and she says, "Worry about yourself." Yes, yeah, <laughs> she, she is so concerned about. Well, they didn't do this. Well, what about this? Oh no, no. Let me help you with your shoe. Your shoe's not on right, and like she's con- mm. and then it'll be like, "Aisley, where's your?" Book? Yeah, but are you like, dressed? Yeah. <laughs> fine like you know and she'll be like no and just look at this and I'm like what are we gonna do with that what do we do she's my favorite I'm not gonna lie she's my favorite out of all y'all because you post you know when I see posts and stuff I'm like she's she's fun she's funky and her and Benjamin would be two peas in a pod because yesterday we're in the car and she just kept whining and we're like why are you crying why are you crying and she said my feeling hurts just the one yeah I just have one (laughs) 
So I was like, what, what is your feeling hurt? About? I don't know. My ear hurts. My tummy. I'm like, okay, you're just naming You're, you're right just now. listing it all. And I, I, but I'm always like, that personality is definitely going to be a leader. You're mm-hmm. like, if it, she will not fall. Whether you want her to be, like, whether they want yes. her to be or not. <laughs> yes. Peer pressure will not affect her. Mm-hmm. Like, we try to, like, roast her. All of the kids are like, oh, you're still, you know, when she was potty trained. She's way old to be potty training. And we're like, oh, you're still being in a diaper. That's amazing. And she's like, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not bothered by it. It's fine with me. That's Benjamin's. Yeah. We started, and he... He's so aware. He knows. He he knows exactly what he's doing. And then you'll say, Benjamin, go get a pull-up. No, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, well, I'm not, and you're wet. Let's go. <laughs> like, I, and he's like, no, nah, I'm not bothered by it, so you, you don't need to worry about it either. And I'm like, oh, yeah. my gosh. Well, then go change it yourself because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of changing your diaper, which is good now. She's potty trained now, but. It's like things like that where I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. she will do stuff on her own time when she wants it done. Um, How she wants it done. <laughs> yes, yes. We can't tell her anything. But she cracks us up. She's definitely just, yeah, a natural born leader. Mm-hmm. Well, I, the only other thing I always ask is your top tip for moms in regard to fueling your mental health, which we kind of touched on a little bit, but... Just as as I always try to do, from one mom to another, what would be the, your top suggestion of to fuel your mental health and to keep your mental health positive? <laughs> what would be your top suggestion? Um, really, really tighten your circle of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, really get, and I know it's hard, and I know it can be hard, especially as um, we're grown women, to make really tight friends mm-hmm. and be, like, you know, really open and vulnerable with them. But I can't tell you the times that I have, like, reached out to my friends and just like, Hey, vulnerable moment real quick. And mm-hmm. then like told them what's going on. And like, we all just pray for me or am I being a psychotic, crazy lady? <laughs> Have I lost my mind? <laughs> and then they can be like, yeah, I feel like you're about to start your period, you know, or yeah. something like, you know, and, <laughs> it's almost the 15th. It's yes. That's what's yeah. happening. <laughs> yes. And so, so, you know, sometimes it's, it's those friends that will lovingly call you out or mm-hmm. lovingly show up and just be like, Hey, I'm coming to grab your kids. You know, you go hang out, mm-hmm. go do something. Or let me take the kids for a date night. Whatever it is, that has been huge. And if you're, I will say, um, if you're around women, when Dustin and I first got married, one of our rules was we won't ever talk poorly about one another to our friends. Mm-hmm. We won't go back and bash one another. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can like vent, like we'll yeah. in the way, but never bashing session. And I really found that true with women of like, if they're constantly talking poorly about their husbands or their kids or, or, or something mm-hmm. that's going to, you're going to walk away from that drain and feeling really negative. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so surrounding yourself with really, really positive people, loving people, um, that will love you through the tough times mm-hmm. and, um, you know, maybe give you a little like smack on the back and be like, you can do this. Come on, pull yourself together. Um, has been phenomenal and, um, and really taking time, like, for our, we have a really close group of girlfriends that we've been friends with now for like 10 years. And we schedule once a month, there's a girls night. Mm-hmm. And it is like, that is in the schedule. Nobody's missing it. It doesn't matter if there's soccer practice. It doesn't matter. Like we are going out to tonight. We're going to go have dinner. Mm-hmm. We're going to laugh and then we're going to go home refueled and, and together. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is so, so, so important because even my husband, of course, gets, you know, we talk constantly and he gets the parenting thing and he gets our world, but having women, there's just it's something different. about that. 
different. Yes. yes. And, and it's been such a gift. Well, and there's such gift. a, you know, we I've talked about this with some other moms. There's, there's a different, well, one, we are just different. God created men and women differently. He created our minds differently. We don't think the same. <laughs> we just don't. <laughs> and the mental load, even when you have, you know, the best, most supportive husband, they're trying to do everything because we think differently, the mental load can be different and can be held different, can be a different weight. And so a lot of times just having that other person in your world that gets how annoying it is when X, Y, Z happens or that, you know, daycare keeps sending this home dirty or what, you know, whatever. It can be the smallest little things, but sometimes dad's like, okay, then wash it. Like, you know, and it's like, I need, I just need mom, the other mom to be like, I get it. Like, (laughs) and to support you and to actually, you know, and to understand that kind of side of it. Um, so I would definitely, excuse me, definitely agree with that because I think it, I think it doesn't just refuel you, but it, it, it's almost a boost of confidence when you hear from another mom that's like, yep, yep been there done that and doing that right now like those those connections are made when you're vulnerable yes you know, nobody wants to hang out with the lady who's like my kids are perfect everything's mm-hmm. great every and you know every like that's that's not real that's what i always so, tell my friends if you follow an instagram account and it looks like everything is hunky-dory and there's never one single thing out of place find another one <laughs> it's not the one yeah. for you like so that one is the most Messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not that's probably not it. And you know, it's obviously we can't. You know, we're not chasing each other around on social media twenty four seven. So you'd never see the whole picture. But you know, like that's one of the things I always I'm like y'all. It, it is what it is. If Zane's yelling in the background, he's yelling in the background. If Ben's yelling in the background, because I know there's another mom that's like, well, thank God somebody else's kid does that too. Because I thought it was just me. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm. I'm Somebody reached out to me within a month ago, and they said, hey, I just want you to know I saw you and your family at Hobby Lobby. It felt weird to, like, say anything to you, so I didn't. But you were being so sweet with your kids, and they were being so sweet. And I was like, that means Mm. the world to me. But also, I threatened their lives before. Yeah, but also, we had a Come to Jesus (laughs) chat in the car before we got here, so it worked. (laughs) They don't just act like that. You must have saw me on aisle 10, because on aisle 4, we had a different kind of conversation. Before, we, yeah, we were very different, it was because we were in the Lord's store. We were at Hobby Lobby. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story with us, um, and just kind of giving us another little piece to our puzzle, um, Mama friends. I hope that you uh, were able to hear something that encourages you, and I hope that you're able to take something from this. And I will share uh, Melissa's Instagram down below. That way, you can follow her and kind of see what she talks about she got all kinds of fun stuff over there um but yeah thank you so much for being here and joining us and well thank you very much guys we will see you again next week bye